Welcome back to the Empower RX podcast. My name is Freddie and I'm here with Chelsea today. We're going to kind of discuss, um, she presented to a hospital, um, uh, Empower RX, and um, she's also um, working under her own company. Um, Chelsea, what's the name of your company? RN Autonomy LLC. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'll hand it over to you. I'll let you do an introduction. Um, can you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. My name's uh, Chelsea, and I've been a travel nurse um, since 2015 is when I got started. I'm an operating room nurse, and um, I've traveled <clears throat> anywhere, from, well, in Oregon and Washington, and now we're currently in um, the Midwest, Ohio, Indiana area. Okay, awesome. Um, how did you, how did you um, find out about EmpowerX? How did you hear about us? Well, I'd been searching um, for a long time for answers on how to, um, you know, start my own agency, and uh, I just I really didn't find those. Um, I've been searching for years, but I finally found them through I believe it was through social media somewhere. Um, I can't pinpoint exactly where but okay and and you had been had you been thinking about this type of work like you said you kind of did but uh what what made you kind of want to pursue this route and and what was your aha moment I guess I think well four years ago I had tried to start my own company um when <laughs> It, came, it became tax time. My tax guy was like, this is not set up very well, Chelsea. You need to dissolve this and, um, you know, look at just, just stay in W-2 for a little while and do some more research about this. Um, and so that's what happened. I dissolved it and, and then just stayed as a W-2 traveler. Um, and so when I did find EmpowerX, I, I mean, I've just wanted to do it for a long time because I've seen the bill rates, um, my hospital bill rates at multiple facilities. Um, and that obviously is the biggest motivator from the travel nursing side. But then also with the pandemic and everything that's happened and watching, um, you know, some of these travel agencies and what they've charged and then watching like, the the contracts come down where they're not even close to what they're being the agencies are being paid it's it's kind of sickening and i just think healthcare um in the united states needs to change this needs to change yeah and and i i think the ones that suffer the most in this whole ordeal is um the smaller facilities and smaller towns like they can't compete with you know the big hospitals that are going to attract all the travel nurses i know that you know the hospital i worked with in arizona they they kind of so i was there during the beginning of the pandemic and mm -hmm. they were having issues getting uh getting nurses because you know that's when new york started doing the ten thousand dollars a week or whatever so it was driving all the demand, all the supply was going up to um, New York, and they 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 were having trouble with their their rate that they were putting out there. So, 
you you know when you have that excess money going to an agency or a PMS, um, it's 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 going to uh, not allow you to compete as well to get clinicians. So that's kind of the issues I see as well. Like you know, my concern is a lot of the um, smaller facilities are going to either close their doors and not be able to provide care to. <clears throat> to like uh, to the smaller communities and um, or or they'll get uh, bought out by a larger corporate uh, corporate hospital. So, you know, they don't they don't have. They don't have these huge OR suites where, you know, that's the big cash cow of right. a lot of these uh, facilities. So, you know, a lot of them are running in the red, so kind of, you know, we kind of saw that on the on the forefront, like, you know, of course we didn't see the pandemic coming, but like <laughs> you could see, you know, smaller facilities have more and more difficulties um, as time went on. So I can I can see that, uh, you know, and I, I think on the other side, like, yeah, nurses do get upset about the bill rate and how much is being taken and now you're having all these issues with um you know talking about capping rates and right all that stuff so it's opened up uh um a lot of problems yeah in this industry so um do you have any any opinion on um why so i you know we talk to a lot of clinicians and a lot of times they have um they want to go try to get in a facility by themselves which which they can we don't have any problems with someone doing that but it seems like there's not a collective action to try to come together to build a system that this will benefit all nurses and all clinicians right. so do you have any kind of opinion on that I mean, what EmpowerX is doing is amazing, and it, I see it as the wave of the, I mean, it is the future in travel nursing, and it's where it needs to go um, to benefit hospitals, patients, and nurses. Um, but as far as an opinion why, like, why somebody wouldn't want to, or a travel nurse wouldn't want to, is that what you're Asking? Yeah, yeah, because I, you know, I a lot of times I feel like there's uh, right now there's a lot of distrust in business, and they think we're just taking their money. Um, uh. So, and and they they want to pursue this um, venture on their own without, you know, uh. joining EmpowerX and helping us collectively kind of um, go yeah. after this sure. certain you know, change the industry this way, so. I think that people don't understand the value that they're getting through EmpowerX. They think that, oh, it's just gonna be, you know, I can go and set up my own business through, you know, the Secretary of State. That's that's pretty easy, which, which it, it is. However, there's a lot more that goes into that um, and, and running your own um, staffing agency to, and, that for me, those were like the missing pieces. When I went to go 
try to do this four years ago, um, it didn't work out so well. And I, you know, I wouldn't have known that I needed to file for a foreign entity or even how to go about doing that. I wouldn't have known um, some of the benefits of um, the different business styles and S Corp um, versus just a regular LLC. So there's a lot of education that I think is missing if you do go on your own. Um, and EmpowerX has it nicely laid out where there are, you know, partners there, um, such as Travel Tax and, um, you know, I'm trying to think, Tony, the health insurance guy and stuff to kind of help you work through all of those questions too outside of um, everything they provide in the uh, program. And so I think that if you go at it alone, you're, I mean, it's definitely possible, but you're either going, I would highly suggest getting a CPA or attorney or somebody to help you out. And then, uh, but even then, I think you will still be missing pieces and having, you know, MK and you guys on, on my team, somebody to go ask questions when stuff comes up has been so helpful. Um, yeah. So I think, oh, sorry. I think, uh, you know, from our, our, like when we started the company, you know, that was what we envisioned was like all the barriers that clinicians have, because I know when I, you know, first started, I really didn't know I needed to, uh, I needed guidance or I needed, um, someone that was a mentor or someone who could teach yeah. me. So I wasn't making like huge mistakes in the long run. Um, you know, so that's why we built this, all these business partnerships, you know, like uh, Robert or bookkeeper or insurance broker or um, financial advisor or, um, you know, you need a lot of different partnerships to make sure you're doing it correctly. Not saying that you can't do it on your own and, you know, that if you want to go that route, that's fine. But, you know, I think to grow this out on the large scale, mm -hmm. a lot of facilities are not going to do this because they don't want, they don't want several independent oh. clinicians yeah. to invoice they them and have to run payroll and all that. So we provide that convenience to where they don't have to worry about that because it's too much like from each individual nurse. That's well, why they like, pretty, like so used to just getting, you know, nurses through IA or where, wherever, you know, the other agencies and it's all just one place, one check. And so when yeah. you're asking them for just you and then they're thinking, well, if we work with you and your company, we're going to, you know, it's just not really worth their time. Um, yeah, because, you know, you know you're one clinician and it's not you're not providing a bunch so there's a little bit of risk there in, involved as well because if they you know not saying that this would happen but it you know it's it could be a possibility like if they don't pay you if they stiff you then what's the matter you're just one clinician but yeah. if you're within a network that is providing several clinicians like with, with what we do with empower x through a marketplace then they're not going to stiff you. They're because they're getting several clinicians from this 
the source. So, well, and from the hospital side too, how do they ensure, uh, you know, that you're properly vetted? It's exactly. It's a little bit riskier to work with individual travel nurses. Yeah, that's that's um, another um, another uh, barrier is credentialing, like mm -hmm. you know, so you have to have someone vetted, make sure they're up to date. Um, you know, that's that's the thing with healthcare. It's such a there's so much involvement with it. You know, they got to make sure that they're not bringing someone in that's, uh, you know, their license isn't up to date or right. you know, failed drug test or they have something on their background check that, um, you know, would possibly not allow them to work there. So, you know, that that's we when we created this company, we were trying to think of all the barriers. Um, because, you know, there there are several barriers that maybe the clinician doesn't see, but from the facility side, there's a reason why they weren't they have never in, entertained the idea to work with independent clinicians. So, you know, we have to see both sides. So that's what we kind of envisioned and, and kind of thought out with our business plan to um, create something that really eased some of these barriers of entry. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think to go on large scale though, to we're going to have to all come together and exactly. Yeah. For the same common goal. Exactly. Um, and you know, I think that, uh, you know, this provides a lot of, um, versatility, versatility, sorry. <laughs> and, um, like providing clinicians to the hospitals, you know, they have, you know, I don't think agencies are going to go away completely, but, you know, because some people won't want to some do people it. Don't, yeah, they don't want to do it. They don't, there is ex, extra work. I mean, filing taxes and, you know, making sure that what you are doing, it's all there, which is why I have loved working, uh, through the Empower X program because it just lays it all out and makes it very easy. But some people just don't want to deal with that, which is fine. Oh, yeah. Or they're new. I mean, I I think being a new traveler in itself is is scary. Um, and they need to get their feet wet first before jumping into something like this. Yeah. Um, but. I can I can see the market kind of going this way. I think you know recruiters going to play less of a role within mm -hmm. you know going forward because you know the a lot of the bigger agencies are coming out with you know self service apps where you upload all your credentialing. You are kind of um, taking on the responsibility to do some of that upfront legwork that you know a lot of times we're on the recruiters yeah. haggle you about so you would send them over and blah 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 so you know I, you can kind of see it evolving to go that way and i think as more and more people uh start doing traveling they're going to be more savvy and kind of understand and, and you may not need as much of a recruiter role like the traditional yep. role so yep um yeah, so that's kind of what we're seeing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, sorry. 
I just kind of found that more and more um, the the longer I've been a travel nurse, I was like, you know, especially after I had started at um, at a facility and then extended, 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 like that they don't, you know, what what is the recruiter doing for me at that point other than pushing through another extension, which I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's. So for them to make, you know, 40 or percent or more off of my hourly wages uh, or off of of the bill rate um, is crazy to me for that. But yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, a lot of a lot of the pandemic exacerbated a lot of issues that were already there, but it just amplified them like, you know, like people who worked in certain cities, I mean, you can't even afford a home in these places, like right. for the pay you get. So you're providing care to your community, but you can't even afford to get a home in this place. I mean, or- that was Seattle for, uh, I mean, that was our situation. We wanted to stay around Seattle, but even with me being a travel nurse and my husband's job, like, we were looking at living at least an hour away from where I would have to work, which if you're an hour outside the city and there's bad traffic and you're on call, it could be, you know, an hour and a half to two hours until you're getting to the hospital. So it's so incredibly impossible. And a lot of my coworkers actually did live um, two hours away and then would stay in hospital for their call shifts. Yeah, I didn't, because, you know, I don't have to worry about that being the ICU, but I didn't even think about that because, you know, if you're in the OR or, you know, yeah. cath lab, you got to be like there within, was it like 30 minutes or something like that? Hospitals, yeah, try for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like if you're not in, in, in a lot of times these hospitals are like right in the center of the city, so yeah. you're having to pay so much more for, um, you know, rent or you know, whatever. So I could see how that would be even more of a problem for you all that Mm -hmm. uh, to take call. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff got exacerbated by the pandemic and, um, you know, I think, like I said, it gives some versatility, versatility to the hospitals because like, you know, they're still, you know, a lot of these reports I'm seeing on backers, they're paying all this money on um, benefits and 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 wages or, or labor for, you know, travelers. So I think uh, you, if you offload those benefit costs onto the contractor, because, you know, if you look at actually what the wages are for a nurse or a clinician and then you put in like the benefits or 401k all that stuff it's pretty high it's it's so if this just gives another way to you know get workers and labor in a different route so um and you know the the clinician can use this as a write-off you know it's it's part of their business um Mm -hmm. so these are all like you know, we could kind of see with the 2018 tax changes yeah. that, you know, they had W-2 work uh, travel nurses used to be able to write off all this stuff. Yeah. 
now you can't. And the corporate tax rate dropped. It was just like, you know, you could see the stars aligning and like, you know, that this could go this route. So yep. it's kind of what we saw when we, you know, we've been building for four years, five years actually, to create this program and curate it so we can provide the support to our clinicians and help guide them because, mm -hmm. you know, it is, it can be kind of confusing when you first start, but we're here as a safety net to, you know, every, every month we have a, um, a web, web, uh, zoom call yeah. with our clinicians to, you know, discuss like if they're having any issues or any problems or, you know, or if they want to network with other clinicians that are doing this and we're always just a phone call or email away. So. Yeah. And that's been so nice. It's, I mean, I, he, <laughs> earlier on, I was emailing MK like every day. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been great to have you guys. Yeah, we're we're glad to have you, Chelsea. You've been really, really great. It's it's you know it's mutually benefit beneficial. You know, it's it's good to hear like when someone finds um, a lot of benefit in our program, and and you know that makes all the hard work so much better. You know, like when you actually you know see it coming to life, and 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 you're getting benefit from what we're providing. So it's um it's we're glad to have you on yeah and just as a i mean having the ability to have your own business and to take those deductions again i mean because i was a travel nurse um back when we could take the deductions and do all of that and it and then watching that go away i mean it's it yeah it's just it's so much better to have um all the business deductions back in your taxes, especially now where the bill rates are much higher. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people are getting uh, struggling with, you know, these inflationary costs, you know, I mm -hmm. mean, especially, you know, I think it hits certain people a little harder. Like if you have kids and you have to do daycare or any of that stuff, that stuff's super expensive. Yeah, you know, food that's keeps going up in cost, gasoline. So, you know, I was looking at here's a tangent. I was just looking at daycare providers in our area here the other day, and they were almost all of them twenty to thirty dollars an hour. And I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, that's that's who we we're we're trying to help out. You know, like it's. You know, you feel kind of pigeonholed with, you know, the hospital's like, oh, this is this is what you get paid, no higher, no lower. Right. But I think a lot of times, like, as caregivers, uh, a lot of a lot of um, caregivers can be doormats and not like stand up and like negotiate. They oh, just, they just take whatever's offered. So. You know, that's what we're trying to instill and kind of help with that guidance. Um, and especially now, like I said, with all these inflationary pressures and, you know, like I said, some people get hit a little harder than others, just depending on, you know, what's going on in your life and, and 
you know, if you have family as well, that can add another layer to it. So it's, you know, I, I'm I'm proud of what we're providing and 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 I'm glad that uh, it's it's benefiting you. Yeah, uh, this will be great for my family. Um, I'm really looking forward to this year and using my business and um, and it's I mean, I have stepped outside of my comfort zone and, uh, you know, cold called <laughs> probably yeah. about 20 different facilities and had conversations, um, you know, promoting myself and that alone is um, it's not the that is probably the hardest part for me um, in this, but um, it's been it's been great. Like, and, and I've grown a lot through doing this just the last couple months. I, I mean, I started my business in November. So was it now on five months? Yeah. I, I, you know, when I started out, you know, I've been a nurse for 10 years and I didn't have any kind of sales background. So <laughs> I kind of had to pick MK's brain because like I have, you know, I've never had to do this, like cold call people or, yeah. you know, try yeah. to, you know, call and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and it, that's, that's, that's normal in the sales world, like people right. do that all the time. So, I mean, if you're on LinkedIn, you know, it's like, I get a barrage of like cold <laughs> messages or whatever, cold emails. So, you know, Leading into that, like, I know that you um, positioned yourself at a, at a hospital and uh, presented us uh, Empower X. And I just wanted to kind of like go over your experience and, and, you know, what you learned from the experience, like the pros and cons. Um, but you can just start out kind of, you know, telling what, what, what happened, how did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd been at this facility for um, a total of about three and a half years. I actually did not expect to be able to stay a travel nurse that long in the area, um, but I just kept riding that wave. And um, I had a, a baby and so went on maternity leave and I was actually planning on going back there. Um, however, during maternity leave, I um, had also been watching the market and reading, you know, <laughs> Becker's and everything and seeing everything going on in the hospital or the travel nursing and hospital world. And I was just like, this is crazy. This, like this whole system has got to change. And I was like, well, what can I, what can I do? And um, so that's when I really started searching again on how to, because I know the only way that we can change this system is it's, working with nurses, hospital nurses, that direct relationship. And so um, I thought to myself, well, I can uh, make my own company again. But I was like, well, I don't really want to do that. But since I've already failed at it, um, I don't you know, want to waste the money to start another business. I know I need help to do this if I'm going to do this. And that's when I had like, done the deep dive and searched, or searched through um, social media and found you guys. Um, and so once I did, I was like, okay, well, I, uh, talked to MK, set up the first phone call with her and talked to her. And, and then that lit a fire underneath me. I was like, I need to do this and I need to do this right now. So 
I quickly put everything together. I actually had my business and everything set up probably within like three to four weeks. Um, and then I started cold calling. Um, I originally, my plan was to cold call hospitals that um, I didn't really want to work at just so I could, I called yeah, probably it, 10 it, hospitals. Practice then. Yeah, that I didn't really <laughs> just to, just to talk to them. Yeah. See where it would go. And, um, yeah. and yeah, so that was kind of funny. And then I got up the courage to speak to my old, um, well, nurse manager that um, at the hospital I'd been at. And when I spoke to her, they had an MSP in place. So she just kept rerouting me to the MSP and saying, you know, the, we get our travel nurses, Chelsea, we get our travel nurses through this MSP. You need to go talk to them. And I, I did try several times to ask her for, um, I was like, is there anybody else in upper management that I can talk to? Cause I know I can save the hospital a ton of money. Like if you would have just worked with me the past three and a half years, I, you could have, by my calculations, you could have saved a hundred thousand dollars every year. Um, if not more. And, and she's like, Nope, we got to go through the MSP. So I got completely shut down, um, with talking with her. And I was like, well, all right. I, you know, I just took a step back for a couple of days and I was like, well, what am I going to do? I can continue cold calling, um, other hospitals around the area. Um, but then I kind of got a wild hair and I was like, I'm just going to write the, who I thought was the CEO. turns out he's actually the president of the hospital. Now he was the CEO. CEO. <laughs> but so I, um, you know, the hospital algorithms of emails. Um, yeah. So I was like, I looked up his nurse license because I knew he was a nurse. I had met him. Um, he'd come to the operating room to talk to one of the physicians about buying a new robot. And so I had met him and had a conversation with him actually early on when I was in their facility about, about travel nursing and about uh, how he was saying travel nurses were going to go away in the next three months. And that was, you know, three and a half years later, <laughs> here yeah. I was. Anyway, um, so I just decided to email him one day and asked him to meet with me and he agreed to it. And so um, I uh, met with him and I was surprised it was him and the vice president of surgical services and neither one of them really understood how the travel nursing market worked or what they were paying for. Um, and he was shocked. He threw out some numbers. Um, he was like, you know, if we're paying a bill rate of this amount, what would you take? And he was completely shocked at what the nurses actually made. Um, so then from that meeting and I had like drawn this whole, like, um, you know, picture forum of how much an MSP takes and how much an, a travel agency takes and then what, what the travel nurse ends up making. And I learned all of that through EmpowerRx. Um, you know, what I love that you made was that, um, PowerPoint you made to, mm -hmm. uh, present to them. Like you got 
nitty gritty with it. You were like, hey, you're not like a destination area. You know, you're getting, you know, yeah. your missions from these areas. And it got really detailed. And, uh, you yeah. know, I think that was brilliant just to like. Well, I had told him, I was like, you know, I've been in your hospital system. We're in Ohio. Like, nobody's <laughs> coming to the Midwest. <laughs> for vacation time like it's not Hawaii like <laughs> so and then I had broken down all of the travelers um because they use quite a bit of travelers um in the operating room there between scrub techs and nurses and so I had broken down all of them that I could remember at the time of um that had come through the past like three three and a half years and I was like and I wrote exactly where they were from and all of them were uh there were two two that were three hours away that was the furthest but majority were only an hour outside of um yeah where we were at so yeah. i was like you guys would really benefit from having your own local team of nurses that you um use um so yeah that's and then from that conversation, um, we he set up a meeting for um, myself and MK. I had I had hoped to have MK in on that meeting with me, but uh, technology failed me on that one. But um, so the next meeting, um, myself and MK were on it with the um, trying to think all their titles the I think two CNOs and then um some finance VPs of the hospital system and um that's when I had done the um PowerPoint and presented uh I didn't really present it to him but we had a conversation about what using EmpowerRx and how it worked and um and where I you know came into play with that as well so yes. Yeah, I, you know, so the first person you talked to, that was your nursing manager? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, I, when I, when I um, approach, I approach a CNO in Arizona, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> I guess, you know, a lot of people, this is like a catching point, you know, people are like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know like how to present this, you know? So, you know, I think discussing this stuff, clinician to clinician is kind of good for people to hear. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I know in Arizona, I talked to the CNO. It was kind of a smaller hospital and I just like, I would throw out the fishing line every now and then, you know, and like, mm -hmm. I like see his interest in it. And, uh, you know, Eventually, I got to the point where I felt like he was receptive and kind of, you know, explained more of what we're doing and how we could help them out. You know, at the time, like I said, that that was like at the beginning of the pandemic when um, New York was were putting out these huge rates and it was attracting all the talent away from them. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I said, this is another ace up your sleeve, you know, like if if you run into issues where it's hard to, you know, get the labor that you need, then this is another route you can use. Yeah. And, and so it worked going through him. I, you know, he was the right person to talk to. Um, 
So I think like, you know, sometimes talking to talking about how you presented it and what happened when you got, you got to know, because I feel like a lot of people, once they hear no, it's just the end and then they stop. But like for you, you're like, nope, I got to nope. do something. <laughs> I got to figure out oh. who to talk to. That nurse manager, I would say you got to kind of gauge uh, the hospital and where you're at. And I think the position of the nurse manager, she's kind of just given, uh, she doesn't really make a lot of the decisions at this hospital, right? I mean, she, uh, there are a lot of people above her. And yeah, so, I think, well, at this hospital, it sounded like it was really bureaucratic and, yeah. you know, it's really like segmented your role. You know, so like a lot of times the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. And know, she wasn't that, she's not necessarily that helpful when it came to like yeah. travel. She, she stuff. probably didn't even know how the whole staffing system works, which, you know, <laughs> talking to the president, they didn't even know. So, right. Um, right. But like, you know, I, I talked to another at an, the facility I'm at now, I talked to uh, the nursing manager. She was, fairly new she didn't really have much help she was just like oh well you know call hr and then <laughs> hr you know they like i feel like it's so segmented in hot these big corporate like you're like a cog in the machine it's like you have one role and then you do that and, and you know nothing else about what's going on so it's, it, i mean it's really too bad because i'm uh, ultimately, we all use hospitals, all of us, whether you're, you know, a billionaire or a homeless person, like it's, we all need hospitals, we all use them, and we're all going to pay the price if healthcare continues in the direction we're, we're yeah, saying. Yeah. I mean, it's just, well, and, and, and these, I mean, huge corporations coming in and just kind of funneling the money out is um yeah yeah I, you know unfortunately i think a lot of times healthcare is slow to to change especially like a you know you're more, you're probably a little bit more nimble if you're a smaller hospital sometimes with the bigger ones it's just like it's everything's in motion and it's like um you know it's it's a lot going on and i do think unfortunately a lot of times in healthcare something wrong has to happen before something before really bad has to happen before. like oh yeah. we should change this <laughs> yeah you know, like i mean like some of the some of the most of the changes in the hospital has to be a sentinel event like right. they're like oh okay or, and and sometimes it's silly. Like sometimes they'll make. Uh, I remember one place I worked. They made us do a dual sign off with another nurse on two two feeds because somebody put it hooked it up to an IV. And oh I'm like, gosh. that's a rare event where like most people aren't going to do that. But like then they create this whole thing. But that's kind of I digress. But yeah, I, I think, mean that in the OR too. There's many things like oh you got to you got to count that pen cap on the sterile field now because somebody <laughs> lost the pen cap. Yeah. So anyway. Like one bonehead move and then like everybody yeah. has to follow this, like, you know, yeah. but um, 
I, you know, just bringing up Sentinel events, like it always seems to be something has to break or go tragically wrong. And I feel like COVID was a really black swan event where these hospitals like, oh my gosh, we're spending so much on labor and, you know, they got to figure out how to bottle that up. And, you know, we're trying to, we got the, uh, the, the life raft out there trying to help them out with, um, you know, they can save on costs because you're not, you know, these agencies have all this operating margin they got to, you know, cover, and then they got their profit margin. And then, you know, you got your recruiters who get commission. So this is like um, really strips down everything and just gets down to just the person who is doing the care and paying them. So, um, yeah, so um, what do you think were your biggest challenges when it came to, um, you know, navigating that world and um, finding out who to talk to? Were you, like, did you feel, like, super um, out of your, your, your comfort zone when you were doing this? Like, can you expound on that a little bit? <laughs> I mean, yeah, EmpowerX made, like like I said, setting everything up, to, like all the paperwork and financial side, like all that stuff was, um, that part of it was really easy. Um, but then, and then, yeah, just setting up, I made a list of hospitals, um, like I said, to call and stuff. And um, I tried out several different people to contact. Um, so, when I normally, I just call the hospital's main line and I would ask for the, um, well, either the CNO or a hospital administrator, um, just in general. And and I would explain that I'm a travel nurse um, and I would just would like to speak with them about using my company. Um, and I also, one thing I did when I made my list of hospitals is I, uh, pinpointed, I would go on their website and see how many OR nurses they needed on their personal website. And so if they had three or more, those were uh, OR nurses um, posted, then I would, those are the ones I made the list for. Um, And so anyway, when I would call, I would ask for the CNO or hospital administrator majority of the time. Sometimes I would get kicked back over into the, um, to HR um and so i yeah had talked to hr people i'd also talked with i went on linkedin and just like went through and added different hospitals um systems and then people within there looked at them and and many talent acquisition um people at their hospitals would contact me and so um i wasn't very successful getting anything going through them but i always pitch myself when anybody (laughs) does contact me um that way i do pitch myself in my business and 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 look into like who the head of hr would be or whatever and and say i would like to speak with them about this or no i mean even if you get a no it's you're refining your pitch you know you're getting it down better and better each time um yeah and I mean that, yeah, just speaking about it, I would say is, and, and knowing, yeah, 
like you said, your pitch and then how to, because the person just wants to get off the phone with you. Like they, <laughs> you know, yeah. and on with their day to be honest, like, um, so yeah, being able to hold their attention and, and get an, or, and asking for an email for somebody else that you can keep the conversation going, I think is important. Yeah. I think a lot of it's just drilling down, you know, like you're like, okay, well, this isn't the person, um, mm -hmm. they, they gave me the clue to call this person or whatever. You kind of drill down and find out who you need to talk to. I think yeah. also, you know, it's, it's good to have your number ready. Like you've done yeah. search and you know, like your bottom, your lowest number you would take and your highest, or, you know, you, I kind of lead with my higher one and then mm -hmm. you kind of start the negotiation. But, um, were you, uh, do you ever get asked like specifically on the phone, like what your rate is? I, I actually have not encountered that. They've asked for my, I actually, I actually did with this, um, CNO in North Carolina. Oh. Yeah, she was, um, that's the first time I had that happen, but I think she was trying to compare, you know, cause they're probably getting eight up on, you know, the cost yeah. of RNs. So, you know, she asked my number and, you know, you know, she, she asked a few more questions, but I do think it's important to have your number ready and you've kind of done your analysis on that market. And, you know, there's so much like nowadays there's so much information just on like social media and like um labor labor bureau and st statistics and like um you know you you can find so much through social media just like or just through agency pages and see like certain locations and you can figure out what the bill rates are running around oh and, yeah um, i just the conversation i had with um the president, like normally I've, well, and when I've seen my bill rate in the past, it's always been double my hourly um, without stipends. So just that base hourly pay. Um, and, and when I had the conversation with the president of the hospital, that was the number he threw at me. And I said, well, that I was like, I, my response to it was, well, well, that's funny because that's exactly what I thought you were paying for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and and a lot of times you can just ask them straight up and be like, hey, what's your bill rate? Because it's just, uh, they're, but they have a budget. Yeah. You know, they plan this stuff out. And, um, you know, a lot of times they'll just tell you. I know, like, the agencies don't want you to know, but right. um, a lot of times the hospitals, like, once you come there, if you ask them, they're like, oh, yeah, it's this. Um, Right. So, you know, th there's so much information. You just got to, you know, look around a little bit, do your research mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you give them a number that uh, makes it enticing. And, um, you know, that's, yeah. I think, um, you know, it was, well, a, it was this side, if you can, uh, like during my meeting, like I would, I'm certainly happy making uh close to what you know i'm making through an agency so i i would rather see 
that money go back to the hospital and the patients um, if I were to have have the choice. <laughs> so, and that's kind of what I um, was part of my conversation with that hospital system. And and EmpowerX is the only, um, you know, company or model that like this makes it even possible to do that, to where yeah. you can still provide facilities with um you know one paying one one check and still provide clinicians that are vetted and you know it still meets the same criteria that they're getting through the other vms systems or msps um so i think yeah i think that's important too to provide that otherwise it's not going to be worth their time yeah but, yeah. Um, I also think like when you go into negotiations, it's, you know, you know, someone had may have a different feel on it than you do. Like, you know, maybe they're, they're just trying to make a bunch of money. And I mean, like, you got to kind of know yourself, like, what are you bringing to the table? Like how many years experience do you have all these certifications? Like you may be able to negotiate better because you, um, you, you may be more desirable as a clinician, as someone as like leadership coming in, you know, you have charge nurse experience or whatever. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of ran pretty late. Um, I just wanted to ask one more question is just a fun question. Um, what do you like to do in your spare time off, Chelsea? <laughs> well, we're currently in the Midwest, so it's kind of flat out here. But normally, <laughs> when we're in the Pacific Northwest area, we love to go hiking and camping, be outdoors. Um, I hang out with my my husband and my baby, so um, yeah, just love to be outside. And yeah, that's what we I, do. <laughs> I'm ready for warm weather. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was beautiful here today, so we got outside this morning. It was really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's getting warmer here, so I'm excited. Well, Chelsea, I really appreciate you taking the time, and um, we we are so happy to have you um, with EmpowerRx, and and you've been such so great to have around. So we really appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So thanks for all your help, and I'm yeah happy to be a part of EmpowerRx. I I love everything about it. So. All right. Cool. Thank you.